0: Hello, and welcome to Buying Out the Competition. This is episode 47 of the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Dave Davis, editor of American Dry Cleaner Magazine. When dry cleaners are looking to expand, they can either build new storefronts from scratch or make an offer to cleaners who might be looking to retire or otherwise want to leave the industry. While there can be challenges to bringing the form of competition into your existing system, there can be many benefits as well. Joining us today for our discussion on Buying Out the Competition are Gary Glover, president of Puritan Cleaners in Richmond, Virginia. Welcome, Gary.
1: My pleasure to be here, Dave. Thanks.
0: And we also have Arthur C. Anton Jr. of Anton's Cleaners in Tewkesbury, Massachusetts. Arthur, thanks for being with us. Oh, no problem. And before we get started on our topic, I'd love to get an overview of your businesses. Gary, tell me about Puritan Cleaners.
1: Puritan Cleaners is located in Richmond, Virginia. We operate three central plants, one wash-dry fold plant, and have a total of 14 locations. We also serve about 5,000 home delivery customers each week.
0: And Arthur, give me an overview of Anton's Cleaners.
1: Yeah, our our company was founded in uh,
2: 2013. So uh, we are currently operating 37 locations, and 28 of those are processing plants. And we also have root delivery in over 100 of the cities and towns. So uh, we had a larger footprint years ago. over 100 retail locations. We were in Michigan, Ohio, Virginia, and uniform rental business, which we sold to Cintas in 1993. But uh, right now, we're just in Massachusetts and New Hampshire.
0: Well, the topic of our conversation today is buying out the competition to grow your business. And Arthur, we'll start with you. What's your overall take on this topic?
2: Well, we're always constantly approaching dry cleaning business that are looking to exit their business. You know, We take a cl- close look to see if it's a good match for both parties. Uh, If not, we can usually just give them some advice of what direction they should go if it's not a good fit for us. Every conversation is always confidential and protects both parties because people are always nervous about that, that their help will find out that they're selling. Mm -hmm. Um, And when a competitor is or a business is in our general location, we look at what made that business successful and we try to preserve that with uh, our thumbprint, which often leads to a greater success. And in many cases, the selling party's tired of running their business, but they are often interested in working with us after the sale.
0: And Gary, what's been your experience in this area? We've
1: bought out many companies and competitors over the years, some at traditional pricing, but mostly at discounted pricing, somewhere between $0.25 cents to
0: $0.60 cents on the dollar. So you feel the strategy's been successful for you?
1: It has. We've bought different companies and combined them to our name over the years and uh, tried different concepts and things. Uh, we've been in business a long time, so we've tried just about everything down the line.
0: And given this experience, I'd like to ask you uh, what are some key questions a cleaner should ask when deciding if he or she should buy stores from a competing company? Gary, what questions do you ask?
1: Just does it bring value to our company? Uh, do, are we looking for extra pieces and pounds or a, a good location? Uh, sometimes either one is offered or neither. You might just be buying customers, but, uh, those are things to look for. I think, does it bring value to what you're doing at the time?
0: And Arthur, what's your strategy when it comes to making a decision about buying a competitor? What, uh, what's your process?
2: Well, we have a roster of questions. Usually we have a preliminary data needed, sort of financial data, the last few years of income statements to determine both the cash flow and understanding whether or not there are any uh, inefficiencies in operations, any capital investments that's needed. And then we look at the lease, the lease structure, the real estate structure, We look at the employees, what their roles are, what their pay scales are, Um, would they be interested in remaining. My brother also looks at the environmental history. Um, And then we we, uh, look at the price structure to see if they're uh, in our range of prices because it can often be uh, difficult to jump prices quickly if they're much lower
0: price point. Uh, Besides removing some of the competition, what do you believe are some of the advantages of buying an already existing store?
2: Well, the primary benefit is that there is a history of financial performance which lowers the risk compared to if you just opened a location somewhere so that's the reason why we tend to look at other businesses it takes years we've opened businesses um and it just takes years you, mean, you have zero sales when you start at a new business and it takes years to build that business even if it's in a growing area er- uh, you know area or it's a good new location in a
1: town you've been in or wanted to be in so
0: Greg, same question. What benefits are you looking for when buying competition?
1: Well, sometimes they can add value and growth. And sometimes it just helps to remove a location from the market and keep the customers. So depending on what, uh, what the location is, what the situation is, you might buy the whole company intact and leave it and try to grow it from that standpoint. Or you may even just buy the customers and shuttle the location and move the customers into other locations nearby or home delivery, if that's the case.
0: And would you agree with Arthur, that's just easier to have a business already running rather than starting from scratch?
1: Right. You get a little bit of a head start. Um, if it's a, If it's a good area, sometimes as the suburbs sprawl out, you know, you want to be follow the people and be a little further out. But if it's a great location and And doing well, it might be wise to just put your spin on it, try to do a better job than what the person there was doing. If not, you might just want to have the pounds and pieces and and push them to your stores.
0: So part of success in this is finding an owner who might be open to selling. Um, What are some signs that the uh, owner of the competing company might be receptive to an offer? Uh, Arthur, what's been your approach?
2: I, mean, I think the best approach is always an honest dialogue, which sometimes takes years. We've talked to people and they said they're not ready. And then years later, they come back to us. So just just have those conversations, start them if you
1: think it's a good fit.
0: And Gary, what are some methods you've used to find out if a competing owner is open to the possibility of selling?
1: Well, sometimes you just get, uh, you know, you get information from your suppliers and things in your market. You may be in associations with that company, but many factors can contribute um, age, health, market conditions. I would just say, don't be afraid to approach and ask. uh, Ask the company. It doesn't hurt to ask.
0: No, it never hurts to ask. So based on both of your experiences, what are some challenges that a direct cleaner might face when buying competing stores that might surprise them? Uh, Gary, we'll start with you. Well, a
1: couple things to look I mean, sometimes there's a challenge with pricing. Oftentimes, uh, there's a difference in pricing, a big difference. So those customers are going to have some pushback, and they they have to recognize the new value that you might be bringing. And changing the company culture to align with your own. Obviously, your culture is going to be different than what's there, and you want to be able to either inspire the people that you might keep to come along or move them to a different location and go in with a fresh start with your own team to let the customers see the difference in value that you're going to bring to that location.
0: And not only do the owners and employees go through a transition in situations like the ones we're discussing, but the customers also go through a change. Arthur, how do you handle the transition so that existing customers move over to your processes?
2: Well, it's always best to communicate with the customers and be fully transparent. Customers don't want to, they want to see the quality be the same. They want to see the service the same. The goal for us is always to improve customer experience when we take over any location. We're more of a brand, and so we're, we're known in our area, So, um, but being transparent is important.
0: And Gary, what's been your experience in the transition process? How do you get customers to make that turn?
1: I think, in my opinion, the best way to start is to start fresh with, with your team going in and let the other folks that were there, if they're going to stay with your company, move to another location. So when you start from fresh, you're bringing your ideas, your concept, your culture to those customers, and there's no confusion. There's no training period trying to get the new team up to staff. Your team can be there. It can be even a a little heavy team at the beginning to be there to take time with the customers and answer any questions, bring them along slowly, let them know what you're going to offer, that kind of thing. So I would say put your best team in there to start get your customers acclimated, and then you can put back and add people and train them to that location.
0: So hindsight being twenty twenty, Gary, what do you wish you would have known about buying competing stores when you made your first offer? I
1: think that lesson that I just spoke to, um, sometimes your tendency to say, well, we've got a, a superstar in place from the old company. We want to leave them in to encourage the customers and kind of help along the way. In my view, that hasn't worked for us we're better to kind of sever that tie with the customer. Start fresh. Some of the customers are going to be surprised or unsure, but you can earn them over in your own way. So I guess that's the the lesson that we've learned over years is to be yourself and put your best team in there up front to start from day one to show them what you're all about instead of trying to do a slow transition.
0: And Arthur, what would be your advice to a cleaner considering making an offer on a competing business? What's your best bit of advice to make the process go smoothly and work for everyone concerned?
2: Just be fully transparent and honest with your conversations. Um, uh, Because that's the only way it's going to work. You just, you know, it has to be good for both parties, the buyer and the seller. Um, The seller usually has something in mind, a price in mind when they want to sell sometimes. And, um, Sometimes you, if, if to get to that number, you may do things creatively to make it work.
0: Well, gentlemen, it's been a great discussion, and now it's time for our final spin question. What one idea would you like to our listeners to take away with them about buying out their competition? Arthur, we'll start with you.
2: Yeah, just like I said, be be fully transparent and be honest with it with the person that you're dealing with, and have conversations. And go back and forth, and and if you if you think it's a good match for you, um, you 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 make it happen by um, by by having several conversations over a period of
0: time. And Gary, it looks like you get the final word. What piece of advice would you like to leave our listeners with today?
1: I think today's in today's market, following the pandemic and some of the market conditions, many competitors are getting a little tired or they're a little older, they've reviewed their situation and the new conditions uh, weren't as easy to just adjust to as they thought. So they may be interested in leaving the market or retiring. And this could be a great opportunity for your company to buy market share at a reduced price. So I think the time is right. Um, We're having trouble adding pieces right now and new customers, but we can absorb some of the existing customers from the market. And I think now's the time to do it.
0: Well, Gary, Arthur, it's been a pleasure to speak with you both today. Thank you for your time and thank you for your expertise. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much, Dave. It's great to be with you. You're welcome, and uh, thanks for having me.
0: Our guests today have been Gary Glover, President of Puritan Cleaners in Richmond, Virginia, and Arthur C. Anton, Jr. of Anton's Cleaners in Tewksbury, Massachusetts. The American Dry Cleaner podcast is produced by American Trade Magazines, LLC, Chicago. The music for this podcast, Brand New Day, is by Olivero Angeloro and is provided by hooksounds.com. Our podcasts are available free at our website, americandrycleaner.com, and you can check out our weekly e-newsletter, The Wire, to learn about future episodes. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about the podcast, along with news and information from around the industry. For the American Dry Cleaner podcast, this is Dave Davis, and I'll see you at the front counter again soon.